Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Who you guys, how many of you guys are believing something better in your life today? Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I can't wait to know this series. Uh, man, it's been such a blessing to go through this better series. So many verses, if you read through the Psalms or Proverbs, that talk about better. So I'm excited for what God's going to do as we finish today. Hey, before I finish up, though, we have a new series launching next week called What If the Church Loves? And so we're going to talk about something that's really near to, dear to our heart, uh, something we really believe in our core values. We dive into four different ones. And um, it's something I believe that's just going to really... Uh, really encourage us, uh, something our heart beats for, something our heart breaks for. We're looking at our next generation, looking at all people and our missions, reps who our team share, that have been in the Philippines, have been in the Giro team flying back from the Giro today. We've got a youth group come back from Birmingham today. They're going to share next week. So I encourage you to come out to talk about what the church truly loves the next generation. What's it look like for our teenagers? We have some of our teams share next week, some of our leaders, some of our real-life kids, some of our parents, uh, some of the leadership. And so I'm excited to see what God's going to do in our church when we get behind them and truly love them to see the next generation go further, farther, and faster than we did. You guys ready for that? Come on. What if the church loves? Man, what a, what a powerful, powerful series we're going to have next week. And we're going to dive into the day to our fifth and final part of the series about patience. So I want to ask you a question for you. How many of you guys are often or occasionally impatient? Anybody like that? Often or occasionally impatient? And some of you guys are like, that's me, Pastor! That's me! You put your hand up so fast, I can't wait to be impatient! Man, if you're, if you're impatient, you're in good company. I am also impatient. Man, this is something I think we all struggle with here about today. But often we're impatient with people we love the most, aren't we? And the people closest to us, maybe it's our spouse or our kids. And, and so I got a little story for you. Back in 2008, uh, I was on a missions trip to Nassau, Bahamas. And they say, oh, that's terrible. Oh, oh man. They twist my arm to get to that, right? I mean, seriously, we were collecting seashells on the beach. You know what I'm saying? So sorry, John Piper. You know, we, if, we don't waste your life. You shouldn't do this on a mission trip. We're not going to take trips like this. So if you're thinking that's what we're going to do, no. But we're, hang, we're hanging out in the Bahamas and we're doing mission work. And then all of a sudden they say, hey, the, hey, the van's going to leave in about five minutes. we got to run, do some mission work in the city. So I ran across the hotel to other rooms my wife is staying in. And I said, hey, babe, we got to go. The van's going to leave really quick. we got to go. She goes, oh, just a few more minutes. You've been there, right? My wife has a spiritual gift of being late. Come on, somebody. we got a wife like that? Don't raise your hand because you fool. <laughs> Got him! Got him! Burned! Man, just, that's okay though. I'm the spiritual gift of being uptight. You know, I don't hear any amens. I know some of you are like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm that guy. Like, we gotta be on time. So I tell her, come on, we gotta go. So like, I'll be down in a minute. So I run down, I get in the van, and people get filing in. And sure enough, I'm like, is everybody here? I'm like, looks like it, I guess. You know, like, I'm sitting in the front, so whatever. So we get to their destination, and, uh, you know, everybody files out, and guess who's not there? My wife and some of the ladies that were on the trip with us. And all of a sudden, it got a little hot in that saw. I was like, woo, this is going to be good. So about an hour and a half later, my wife shows up uh, with some other ladies from the trip. And, and then she gets out of the taxi. And she stands up. And that face, you know. Well, that was 11 years ago. The reason I'm telling the stories is because I, I talked to my wife a few days ago. I said, hey, you got any stories of me being impatient? Oh, yeah, she had some stories. You know what I'm talking about? She goes, you remember in 2008 and that missions trip where you left me in the hotel in Nassau and I take a taxi? Make sure you tell the church about that. Okay, babe. It's you You're still a little bitter. It's okay. It's only been 11 years. So if you're impatient, hey, you're in good company today because I am also a very impatient person at times. And so, man, patience is so natural. Who knows that? It just comes natural. It's like a sin nature. You just kind of have it when you grow up, right? Little kid. I got a little, little boy. It's always, I want it now. He's screaming. He's upset. Mommy, mommy, feed me. Feed me. I'm hungry. Do my lawn. You know, you've got teens, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, it's just naturally part of that. But today we're talking about something supernatural. We're talking about something better. Somebody say better. Better. We're talking about something better. We're talking about something that can transform your relationships. And something that can change your life. We're talking about the patience that God wants to have in your life. You know, it's so easy to be impatient. You know, you go to work and the people around you are annoying you. Come on, somebody. Your boss drives you insane. No amens from the dream team. 
all right? You, somebody's going to nurse your kid, or some of your family just making dumb choices, and you're going to have it up to here, right? Like, just do something. It's just like, I don't know what it is, but they say something that's just always annoying. You're like, what are you doing, right? Or maybe you have some of your family that's kind of walked away from your family, walked away from God, and you've been praying for a miracle. You've been praying for somebody to break through them, and, man, they live a mile away, but you never talk to them. Maybe there's somebody in your life that just, just, just bobbed you out with your patience. You can't take it anymore. Maybe there's an obstacle in your life. Maybe there's something you're going through right now, and you're like, man, can God, can you just let this thing get past me? I'm so over it. I, I just need to move forward in my life. Well, I'm going to encourage you with a verse, and this is our memory verse today. It's found in Proverbs 16, 32. It says this, better what? Better a patient man. It's probably not on screen yet, so you probably don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> better a patient man than a warrior. Better a patient man than a warrior, a man who controls his temper, than one who takes a city. Man, better a patient man than a warrior. Come on, I love the analogy. Man, better a patient man than a warrior. Hey, you want to be better than a warrior? Be patient. <laughs> Whoever said that, right? We're going to say this together. You guys ready? We're going to learn this. Proverbs 16, 32. Come on, somebody. Better a patient man than a warrior. A man who controls his temper than one who takes a city. Do one more time. Better a patient man than a warrior. A man who controls his temper than one who takes a city. Man, better a patient man who controls his temper. Man, better a patient man who than a warrior who takes a city. Now, how about you? Girl, I'm like, I'm going to take a city. You know what I'm saying? But that sounds legit. But the Bible says better a patient man. Better, better a patient man than a fighter. Man, better a patient man than one that wins the battle but loses the war. Man, better a patient man who doesn't lose his temper. Man, better a patient man who's level-headed. Man, better a patient man who controls his tongue. Better a patient man who's slow to speak but quick to listen. Man, better a patient man that waits on God's timing instead of forcing their own. Man, it's better to be patient. Better a patient man than a warrior. A man controls his temper than one who takes a city. Man, how many of you guys have your patience tested this week? Anybody like that? Get your patience tested this week? I know I talked to a few of you before this gathering started. Your patience is up to here. It's about gone. You know, it's wearing thin. I don't know about you, my wife. She went to Africa this week, and so she took Emory with her, which is crazy in itself. Um, and so she has a little one. Just turned. She's actually turning one. Would be tomorrow. She's going to be all over the world um, as she travels. Uh, three different continents, by the way. She turns one, which is like really cool. So I'm like, that's crazy. She'll never remember it, but it's cool. Um, but man, patience. Where I have Jack. Uh, you know, he's a little two-year-old, uh, and he's at that age where like everything's just too something, right? Like it's it's too hot. To take off the shirt, right? These clothes are too tight. They're too loose. It's too old. It's too it's too scared. Like all this stuff's going on. So I think he's just freaking out because mama's gone. And so he's out swimming in the backyard. And of course, it's it's too hot. Boom shirt. These pants are too tight. Boom pants, right? This diaper's too wet. Boom diaper. So I got like the, like the white hope running around. You know what I'm saying? He's just like crazing across the yard. I'm sitting in the chair going, uh huh. Here's dad life. Every day, just this the white naked boy running everywhere. He's naked and unashamed. You know what I'm talking about? He's just falling everywhere. And so Diane called me from Africa. And I'm on the phone with her. I'm talking whatever. I look over and there's Jack. He's squatting in the yard. I'm like, Jack, what are you doing? He goes, I'm pooping. I'm like, no, don't poop in the yard. All the neighbors are looking now like, don't poop, Jack, stop pooping. I'm pooping, Daddy. Boom, lays a strike right in the grass. I'm like, what is going on, man? My patience is wearing thin, right? I'm like, unbelievable. So I'm on the phone with Diane. It's like, you'll never believe what your boy did. It's like, must have got it from you. I don't know what's going on here. He's pooping in the yard. I was like, do you like poop? Pick that up. Like, is it like dog poop? Do you like leave it? Or like, I mean, who would have thought as a parent you have to ask some of these questions, right? I mean, I don't know you have your patience or wearing thin in your life. Man, somebody's testing your patience, I'm sure. Man, it's easy. It's somebody around us, right? Man, why does he or she do that? Jack, why are you pooping in the yard, man? We got a toilet. Why, what is going on? At least it wasn't the pool, you know what I'm saying? Well, we've seen Caddyshack, you know what's going on, right? And why did that person just apologize? And why just come back and make it right? And why does my boss recognize my talent? And why can't I just get over this? Why is it still in my life? Why am I stuck here? 
Hey, why isn't this working out for me? You know what God's teaching him? Patience. You want patience? Just pray for patience. God will give you some patience, right? He's teaching you some patience because patience is better. It's better to be a man of patience than be a warrior. Better, better a man that controls his temper than one who takes a city. A little Paul says in the New Testament about patience found in 1 Thessalonians 5. He says, live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, and be patient with everyone. everyone. Man, be patient with everyone. Did he say everyone? No. Not only the guy at Burger King, you know what I'm talking about? I got the order wrong like 15 times. You're like, it's not working out. I mean, like the customer service rep, like your kids, like your teenage kids that you want to choke sometimes. Like, you're supposed to be patient with your spouse, and you're supposed to be patient with your ex. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You're crazy ex, right? Like, how in the world are we supposed to be patient with everybody? Man, the New Testament's full, the Old Testament's full. Why in the world are we patient? Why are we so patient in our lives? Why is God calling us to patience? Man, it's so important. I've asked this question this morning. I'm going to give you three thoughts and three quick ideas that I believe are really powerful for you of why patience is so important. Because if you're like me, my patience can get thin. But today, God wants to teach us to have patience in our life. First thing is this. A patient person can help heal a broken relationship. A patient person can help heal a broken relationship. It says in Proverbs 15, 18, it says, A hot-tempered man stirs up dissension, but a patient man calms a quarrel. Man, a patient man is going to break up a fight. I don't know about you. Are you known as a patient person? Like when you walk in the room, is it like, oh, man, thank God you're here. Man, the, somebody shows up to you and brings some peace. Or are you the kind of person who walks in the room and everybody gets on edge? It says in Proverbs 17, just a few chapters later, it says, Start a quarrel is like breaching a dam. I love this analogy. I love it. it breaching a dam. Start a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before it just breaks out. You know if you're a person who loves to fight and always has to be right, you're impatient, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have a flood of problems in your life. You're not going to bring healing to others. You're going to hurt others because you got to have it your way because impatience is driving us. There's a story of somebody in the Bible I think of that every reason to be impatient. Every reason to have it his way, every reason to be bitter, every reason not to let things go, every reason to blow through the dam and let a flood of problems happen, to have it his way. There's a man in the Bible's name is Joseph. It's found in Genesis. Joseph, he, if you don't know his story, he was 11th of 12 brothers. His brothers were jealous of him because Joseph was loved by his dad so much that they conspired to kill him. And so they end up betraying him. They sell him into slavery instead of killing him last minute. Uh, he actually faked his own death to his dad. Um, so that his dad believes that he's actually dead. In slavery, Joseph is uh, sold as part of Potiphar's family. Then the Potiphar's wife accuses him of some sexual allegations and make, made them up. And so he went to prison. So he's sitting in a prison cell, just rotting away. Just sitting there for years and years and years. And as you know the story, the Pharaoh has a dream and Joseph can interpret dreams. And so they find Joseph. And so he interprets a dream about a famine. And so the, the Pharaoh brings in Joseph and makes him second in command of everything. He knows the fame is going to happen, so you're in charge of all this stuff. So he became the second most powerful person in the known world at the time. This is Joseph's story. So years later, his brothers show up in the famine looking for food, and they stand before Joseph. They don't recognize it's him because he's changed so much. But Joseph knows these are his 11 brothers. And so Joseph, in that moment, he could have been full of impatience. He could have said, you're going to be slaves. Actually, no fact, you're just going to be dead. I'm done with you. He could have cut them out. He could have left them for dead. He could have said, just go back hungry. He could have been bitter. He could have been full of rage. But he had a divine flow. Joseph saw something that they didn't see. He recognized that God was writing a story that was so much bigger than what his brothers meant. And so he said this to his brothers. He goes, hey, I'm Joseph, your brother. And they started freaking out, right? Like, oh, no. There's no way. He says, hey, don't be afraid. Because what you meant for evil, God meant for good. What you try to do in my life, 
you're trying to take me down, but God had a purpose, because you understand, all the people that you're impatient with, God's using them, because I wouldn't be standing right here if it wasn't for you. Joseph's telling him, hey, I wouldn't be in this platform if you didn't throw me in that pit, if you didn't sell me to slavery, if I didn't get accused by this lady and sent to prison, I wouldn't be here today. See, sometimes we blame our enemy, but we got to thank God for our soul, amen? We got to thank God for our enemy. We got to thank God for those who speak over us. We got to thank God for those who want to take us down. Here's the key thought. I want you to think about this. Now, things can speak to somebody. Your enemy didn't know that when you were buried, that you were a seed being planted. Your enemy didn't know when you were buried, you were a seed being planted. You know, oftentimes we like to blame everybody else for our problems. Oftentimes we like to say, if it wasn't for all the circumstances, I would be blah, blah, blah. But God's actually working through the circumstances. Man, your abuser didn't know. Your friend didn't know when they betrayed you. Your spouse that left you did not know that when you were buried, you were received. Come on, somebody. That you can have patience today because this isn't your problem because God's working his plan through the problem. God has a divine purpose to all the obstacles you're facing. They're just opportunities for God to show his greatness and do something because he's going to put you on a platform or put you on somewhere in your life you wouldn't get without those problems in your life. So we can thank God for us all. We can thank God that we're different. Now I have a question for you. Are you a patient person? Are you a patient person? Man, are, you, are you the calm in the storm? I don't know about you, but oftentimes I've walked in life and I'm the guy that's like, what is going on, right? I wasn't that patient person. I wasn't the person I needed to be. Are you the kind of person that listens deeply? Or are you the kind of person that walks in and says, man, how you doing? You take care of somebody's soul. You're listening to where they're at. You're not there just giving your good advice, but you're there really to help somebody in their story. Man, are you a patient person that God has called you to be? It's so easy to have an opinion. You know, I've messed this up. This is, this for me, maybe the big patient person to my kids at times. I've been a patient person to my family. I've been that guy, I played that, I played that, well, I had to learn to listen. I had to learn to listen, listen deeply to people. Man, where are you at? Man, how are you doing? People aren't transactional. It's about a relationship. You know, oftentimes we're so impatient that we write people off. Oftentimes we're so impatient that we, we don't listen deep enough. And then we don't let go of things. You know, Joseph had every reason not to bring his family back together. Every reason to start a fight. Every reason to ostracize his brother. Every reason to put them to death. Every reason. And he had the right to do it, but he didn't. He, he, let, he let in all the praise and say, you know what? God had a purpose. I'm going to follow that purpose. You know, we've been wrong sometimes. we got to let things go, don't we? We have to let it go. We have to let that thing go between us and our sibling and us and our kids and us and that thing. We've got to let it go. We're called to be patient this morning because a patient person can heal a relationship. Now, I love what it says in Proverbs 25, 15. It says, through patience, a ruler can be persuaded. For, through patience, a ruler. I mean, there's somebody that has authority over you that you don't like, isn't there? There's somebody that has uh, has responsibility over you and has some things in your life you have to put up with, and you're done with it. You're like, I can't take any more of this. But you can because you can persuade them through patience. You don't want to win the battle and lose the war. You'll be a man of patience. You want to control your temper. You want to take things slow. You can persuade somebody. Maybe it's your kid. Maybe it's somebody that's walked away from God. Maybe it's somebody in your life that, man, it's a boss. You know, I have so many stories of people that say, man, I don't like a boss, I don't like a boss. And through patience, you can change somebody. Many of you have a prodigal teenager. I don't know about you, I've had a, a foster kid run away from God. And you can have a prodigal in your life. And you, through patience, you can change them. You can pray for them. It's a long game. God's going to do something in and through you. Maybe there's a distant aunt. Come on, somebody. That's ostracizing the family. I know I've got one of my family, right? Lives close by, but nobody talks to. You know what I'm talking about. Man, through, through healing, through patience, that relationship can be healed. Man, your sibling who lives a mile away, maybe you live in the same town you haven't talked to forever. Maybe it's a mom or dad you've never met, but they live close by and you didn't have the courage to talk to them yet. Man, through patience. Man, a stubborn friend. There's a friend that's walked away from God, is living something that you shouldn't, they shouldn't be living, but it takes patience to see their life 
changed. They can be persuaded through God. God can change somebody's heart. Man, why is it so important to be patient? Why is it so important to be patient? Because you can see people's lives change. It's just not about us. It's just not about us. Man, we gotta lay down our lives and say, man, I'm gonna be patient with my family. Patient with my kids. Patient with my friends. Man, all this patient person help heal a broken relationship, but a patient person gives time for God to work. Man, it gives God time to work. It says in Psalms 27, 14, it says, wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Man, be patient. God's got his timing. We wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Man, it's so easily, it's so easy to do in our timing. Then what's our timing? We want it now, right? We want it right now. Man, I want it yesterday. I don't know about you. Like, I want it just to happen now. I've been praying for a day. Come on, somebody. I said a prayer. I opened my heart to you, and you still did that. And I'm not going to have it anymore, right? We don't wait very long. Like, we, we gave 24 hours. Oh, we always say this. I gave my best, and then I can do what I want, right? Instead of saying, I'm going to follow God. I give my best, and now I'm justified to be upset. It's so easy to fit. Here she said that, or that person was talking down to somebody. You might say, I mean, don't cook as good as my mama cooked, you know, and if somebody's offended, you know. Don't say that, by the way, to your wife. I'm just giving some advice. And by the way, my wife cooks better than my mama, so I can say that. She knows that, so sorry, mom. Anyway, but you know, your kids don't take out the trash, right? The dishes aren't done. Like, things aren't going your way, and you're upset. Your patience is getting thin. Your coworker missed the meeting, and you're getting a little bitter. They're not showing up. Maybe your spouse doesn't seem to care enough. Maybe you're sitting in the passenger seat, but the person's not driving fast enough. Come on. You're getting a little offended, like you're on the line, you're doing a little faster. You slow down, there's some traffic. Come on, you drive like grandma. You know, like things are just going, my grandma. Well, Jack's grandma drives really, really fast, by the way. So, Lane, if you're listening, appreciate you. Anyway, but man, man, Jesus didn't give all people. It's so easy for us to give up, though. It's so easy for us to say, I'm done with that. Man, I'm just going to write that person off. But Jesus didn't give up, amen? Man, Jesus met the woman at the well. This person lived in adultery. She had affairs. She had all these different people that she was sleeping with. And Jesus, where he went? Right to her. Jesus met her where she's at. He didn't give up on her. Man, Jesus, he hung out with Zacchaeus. He didn't blackball Zacchaeus. He didn't cut Zacchaeus out. He was a tax collector stealing money from his own people. I mean, talk about Peter. He denied Jesus three times. Right as Jesus was literally carrying his cross down the street, Peter's telling this little girl, I don't know that guy. I'm not Galilee. What are you talking about? He denies him. Talk about the disciples. Jesus stood at the cross and was hung on the cross by himself. His disciples all forsook him. He, he, they ran away. They're all scared. But Jesus didn't give up. Jesus didn't give up because over time, over time, over time, over time. It takes time for God to work. I know we want to have it now, but it doesn't happen now. See, Jesus, he had patience with these people. Matter of fact, all those people want to do crazy, awesome things. That woman at the well that Jesus healed, guess where she went? She went to town and she took all her friends and people in the street and said, hey, I'm that lady that God healed. Come here. Come here. Come to my life. God saved you from my sin. Follow me to meet this Jesus. He brought the whole town back to Jesus. When you think about Peter, you know, Jesus didn't cut him out. Jesus, Jesus installed him as a leader of the church. He said, you know what, Peter? You're going to be the rock. And on the day of Pentecost, you do some big stuff. You're going to preach the message. And there's going to be thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. You have more boldness than anybody else. You're going to be crucified upside down because you'll be just like me. You know you didn't have the courage now, but you're going to have it later because I'm going to be patient with you. And all his disciples said in the books Acts, these are the men that split the world upside down for the cause of Christ. Because God weighed on them. Man, we're called to have some patience in our life. I mean, it's not our timing, it's God's timing. When I became a Christian, I was 14 years old. My sister's eight years younger than me. It took 10 years of writing notes, because we were different styles of life. You know, I'm in college and she's at home. Writing notes, bringing Bibles, spending time with my sister, inviting her to church as a youth pastor, and fire out to everything we did every Wednesday night, got her to a youth camp, and she finally came to Christ. It took 10 years of praying and believing and pursuing for God's timing to work out in her life. She was the first person in my immediate family to become a Christian. It took 10 years. Ten years. God's timing. 
I don't know about you, but who, who have you given up on? Is there something in your life that you just kind of said, hmm, that's not going to happen? Maybe it's your kids, maybe it's your spouse. Man, where is the least likely place you believe God would work? Why not? Like, why wouldn't God work there? Like, why wouldn't God restore that relationship? Man, we're called to have patience. We're supposed to be patient. It says this, and I know for my family, before we read the verse, but my family, I'm waiting on some brothers to come to Christ. I'm, I'm waiting on some parents, okay, because i got a split family, so i got parents, a pot of parents, you know what I'm talking about? I'm waiting for some parents to come to Christ. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for some foster kids to follow God. I'm waiting for people in my life. I have to wait patiently. I can't do it my timing. I've got to pray to pursue God and let God work in their lives. It says in Romans 8.25, it says, but if we hope, but if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. We're called to be patient. We're called to wait. I'm just not our style, is it? I'm, that's not my style. If you know me, I, I was born premature, okay? I walk fast. You don't want to walk with me through loves. I run. You know what I'm talking about? I drive fast. I'm reckless. Like, I'm anything but patient. But God is saying, I want you to be patient with people. Be patient with those around you. It's not only are we patient because we help heal work relationship. We give God time to work. We're patient lastly because God is patient with us. God is patient with us. It says in 2 Peter 3, 8, it says, We do not forget this one thing. Man, don't forget it, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. You may have heard this said before, that God is seldom early but never late. God is seldom early but never late. God's timing is always perfect. You know, sometimes you think, I'm praying that God's not showing up. You've got to realize a thousand days is like this to God. A thousand years. Like, hit happen tomorrow. Man, God's timing is perfect. You don't, have to, you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress. You don't have to force your agenda. Man, you can trust God because his timing is perfect. We can be patient. It says this, the Lord is slow. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. The, the Lord is not slow. You know, we sometimes think, man, God, you're slow. You're not on time. Dude, God is exactly on time. He's what? He is patient with you. He's patient with you. It says this, he's patient, not anyone, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But isn't it amazing that God is waiting on us? Man, thank God that Jesus didn't give me what I deserve, amen? amen? Like, thank God he didn't give me what I deserve because I'm not good. Man, thank God that Jesus wasn't carrying his cross and he was offended and said, I'm done with these people and walked away from the cross. Man, thank God that he went the full measure. They poured every drop of his blood on the cross. Thank God he didn't give me everything that I wanted in my life. Man, thank God he didn't answer some of the prayers that were selfish in my life. Man, thank God for his timing, his plan, because he sees everything. Thank God that he's put me in this place for this purpose. Thank God for my enemies. Thank God for those people that I've left behind. Thank, for, thank God for all those, all those problems. Thank God for the person that's making me lose my patience because God's teaching me patience this morning. You can have patience with God. I believe God wants you to experience his patience today. That he wants to draw you into a loving relationship with him. I believe he wants to heal some relationships in your life. Have you ever experienced God's patience? You know the only reason we're still left on this planet is because somebody needs God's patience. Because somebody needs the grace of God. Somebody needs Him. If He didn't want more people to go to heaven, He would have already been done with us. We're called to reach people. We're called to be praying for people. We're called to show grace to people and love people when they walk all over us. You know, we build a bridge and don't, don't cry if you walk on your back, right? Like you're a parent, your kids are walking all over you. I get it, man. I've been there. It's tough. But we're called to love. We're called to show grace. We're called to be merciful. And we're called to be just like Jesus, full of patience, waiting for his time. We've got to let go of things. Man, we're holding on to so much stuff from the past. Man, somebody may have said something to us. Somebody, somebody did wrong to us. Somebody banned us. Somebody betrayed us. Somebody lied to me. Somebody did this. And we're still holding on to all this stuff. 
We're not patient. We're supposed to hold tightly to the cross. Just at the foot of the cross saying, God, did your time. God, these are your people. You love them so much more than I can ever love them. God, how can I serve you with this? I believe God wants to be patient because wants a humiliation for your life. I believe there's a relationship in our community and your family that God's going to use to change because of this message today. I believe there's something you need to run to that's not going to accept you and you're going to keep pursuing them because you are patient. I believe our church can have patience with our community. I believe we can see lives change and people healed because we're patient for God. We're desperate for Him to do a work, not our time, but His. We're going to give God time to work, amen? We're going to let His time work. We're going to let Him speak into people's lives. We're not going to give up on people. We're not going to quit on people because they quit on us. We're going to quit on people because they quit on God. Thank God he didn't do that to us. We're going to give God time to work. And then we're going to recognize that we're going to have grace in our own lives because God is patient with us. So this morning we're going to be a church full of patience. Amen. We're the most patient people in the world. We're just going to wait on God. Man, why are you taking that kind of persecution? Why aren't you doing something about that? You know, because God's got it. It's not my problem to solve. That's God's problem. I'm going to pray for that. I'm going to be like the prodigal father. I'm just going to be like, you know what? Here's your stuff. But I'm going to wait for you to come home. I'm going to look for you down the street. I'm going to be praying for you. When you get here, guess what? I'm going to celebrate. We're going to be some reunions are going to happen in our church. Amen. Someone's got some family members need to come home. We're going to be like Joseph. We're going to be like, you no, know, I'm not going to hold against you because God had a purpose. I was a seed you planted. Thank you for planting me. Thank you for putting me down deep in that soul. When you thought you were playing with the when it's way, guess what? I was born. I gave birth because of you. Thank you so much for giving me life. And Jesus, we're going to be a church full of patience. We're going to choose better today. We're going to follow God. We're going to be patient. Father, we come before you. God, we thank you for your word and who you are. God, I pray you do a healing work in our hearts, God, that we would choose better because it's so much better to be patient than to force our own timing. God, we don't want to be a sinner of our timing. We want to be a sinner of your time this morning. So God, we trust that you're in control. God, help us to be patient this morning. As you pray, how many of you have a relationship in your life that needs some healing? You have a relationship in your life that needs some help? Maybe there's a relationship that really, really needs God's grace. It needs His intervention. It needs His healing work to restore the relationship to what it should be. And if that's you this morning, you need a relationship that needs healing. We just lift your hand high across this room. I see hands up all across this room. Maybe this morning you say, how many right now are believing God for something that's just taking way too long? Maybe a season of just waiting. And this morning I want to pray for you guys. Father, I pray that your spirit would do only what you can do. God, do healing work in our hearts, God. That's not our timing, God. It's your timing. God, our timing is now, but your timing is to wait on you. You're the perfect timing, God. You're seldom early, but never late. God, help us to be patient. God, slow to anger, full of grace and forgiveness. God, help us. Help us to seldom look for our own path. God, help us not to force our own timing. God, I pray that you do a miracle and restore relationships. God, they've been broken maybe for years and years and years. God, I pray for those who are waiting on something big. God, I pray for a breakthrough moment today. God, I pray that even if that moment doesn't happen today, God, that we patiently wait and trust on you because you are so good in our life. As we keep praying today across the room, some of you, you're going to recognize that God has been waiting on you for a long, long, long time. You know it this morning. But you know, you recognize, man, you're just not living the way that God wants you to live. You're living apart from Him. You know, maybe you're the miracle that somebody just raised their hand for or just prayed for just a minute ago. Maybe you're a mom or a dad or a friend or a brother or a sibling. There's somebody here that's praying for you. You are the miracle. Maybe you're the one person that God has been patiently waiting for. You know, the Bible says in the story of the lost son in the Bible, the father's been standing on the edge of town waiting for his son to come home, waiting patiently for you to come back to him. For some of you, you recognize that God is calling you home today. Why? Because when you were strained in sin, when we played the fool, then we were impatient, we sinned against God. God has been on a rescue mission for us. God sent His Son, Jesus, who became sin on the cross, to be rescued, to rescue us from the power of sin in our own lives today. And this is good news for you. This means that God's wisdom, that Jesus became our sin and set us free. 
and now get a relationship with him this morning. The Bible says that anyone that includes you, includes me, that calls on the name of Jesus, we forever changed and saved and forgiven. So this morning, if you would say yes to Jesus, you would come home to him. You would be made new this morning. Man, his wisdom, his strength, his timing, he is calling you home today. So across the street, if that's you, you said, yes, I need Jesus. Yes, I want to come home. If that's you, you can raise your hand high this morning. Hey, be looking around and say, I need Jesus this morning. They want to come home to Jesus. And I trust Jesus this morning. I also pray this prayer. Father God, I'm coming home to you. God, I ran my own path. I ran away from you. But God, I need patience in my life. God, I played the fool. God, I've been impatient with my kids, impatient with my family. But today, God, I'll be a man of patience. God, I'll be slow to anger. God, I'll control my temper. God, I want to take a city. God, I want you to take a city. So God, I'm going to be a man of patience. God, I pray for Jesus to come to my life and save me. God, you, you're patient for me. You waited on the cross. You died for me. God, you can have my life. I surrender to you. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, guys. Just stand to your feet. Let's worship Jesus one last time. Yeah. Come on. You give it up. We give Jesus a shout. We give patient. We're going to worship one last time. We're going to give it to Jesus. Thank God he's patient for us. Man, I hope we're a church full of patience. Man, we can just walk slowly through the crowd. Maybe see people's souls and we can point people to the one, the only one that matters most. His name is Jesus. Come on. Let's give our best this morning. So you know what?